0: Scott Fowler of the Charlotte Observer. He joins us now on the Body Works Plus guest hotline, and you can follow him on Twitter at Scott underscore Fowler. Scott, do you think David Tepper read your column that you just dropped? And if so, what do you think he would say about it?
1: <laughs> well, he claims to read all my columns, uh, so I guess he at least skimmed it, I would think. Um I guess he would, I I hope he would think it was fair. That's what I usually shoot for. But uh, I wrote today in the Charlotte Observer about Tepper's uh, admitting to mistakes in the process of hiring Matt Rule. That was the main theme about it. I didn't touch too much on Frank Reich, but I thought he gave a quite solid first press conference, Uh, but I I concentrated more on the Tepper Rule dynamic, which as we can see from today's news uh, continues to make
0: some waves. Well, yeah. And we'll, we'll ask you about that here in just a moment as well. And you can go read that column, by the way, on charlotteobserver.com. I did want to ask you a little bit about Frank though, Scott, you've been covering the Carolina Panthers a long time. You've covered multiple head coaching hires. What was your assessment of Frank Reich's press conference compared to other hires in Carolina history?
1: Everyone wins the press conference, really. Um, you know, it's 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 a pretty low bar not to win the press conference. <laughs> um, you, you're you're really in bad shape there. But I, that said, uh, Frank is a commanding presence, and I thought he did well. Uh, he's you can tell that he has had a lot of speaking experience as a former pastor for a church in Ballantine and in many other situations he's just used to getting in front of a group and he's got some talking points that he wants to get through and he'll do well. And, you know, team meetings, I think he'll, the players will much like, honestly, he reminds me of Ron Rivera more than anyone else. in that in terms of NFL background, instant credibility because of that NFL background and a solid, stable guy. Um, but of course, Steve Wilkes is all of that other than not playing in the league and, uh, We've talked about that before, but I thought that's the way they should have gone. But you can say that, and you can also think that they made a pretty good hire with Frank Reich. And, and you know, given the other alternatives, I think Frank Reich was solid.
0: Well, and you did focus on David Tepper more so in your column, as you mentioned, and you talked about his phrasing that it was a mistake to have a CEO-type head coach when discussing the Matt Rule hire. How much did you read into that as far as the decision going to Frank Reich, and what did you make of David Tepper's comment?
1: Well, I think that you know it's um, it's a revisionist history, right? At the three years ago, they they thought they were going out of the box and and that Mad Rule was going to come in, and it was you know all going to be butterflies and rainbows, and now it, I think like in almost every coaching search, this so often happens. Um, you you hire a little bit if the last one didn't work out so you hire often the opposite of what you had thinking that's going to work better so Frank Reich very much the opposite of Matt Rule much older played in the league uh, an offensive minded guy from the get-go and the Panthers obviously by interviewing seven of nine of their interviewees were offensive minded guys that was that was where they were leaning. And if Steve Wilkes happened to be an offensive coordinator, maybe this all worked out differently.
2: And then I want to ask you, Scott West Bryan, here, what was your overall vibe of the press conference as far as the players that did attend? What did you make? Did you get to talk to any of them and see how they felt about everything?
1: Uh, Yeah, well, that's a good question. I think, cautious optimism, probably. I mean you got to realize these guys uh, most of them would have voted for Wilkes. so it's not like they're just um, a game show audience applauding everything that Frank Reich says. but he came up I could see in that in the vibe of it uh, he was very careful to come up and, and pay the players respect, I would say came to talk to them before the press conference went over and shook some more hands that maybe he didn't had some conversations there said several times in the press conference, the players are the stars we're trying to direct them. But the players are the stars here. There's the and and showing that it ain't going to be about Frank Reich. You know, it's going to be about Taylor Moten who was there and some of the other guys who were there. And of course, It's about somebody else who's not probably here yet, and that's the to-be-named quarterback. And that, more than anything, is the reason Frank Reich has been hired. He's supposed to be a quarterback whisperer, and that's what they need.
2: And then off of that, when you talk about how much he values the players, and and then later on when he talked about the turf and collaborating with players, and he ended that uh, section of his press conference saying the players are going to drive the ship, but they are not running the ship and he said, we're going to collaborate, but it's not a democracy. What, what was your take on that?
1: Well, I think honestly, he misunderstood the grass versus turf question. I didn't, (laughs) I didn't think that he got that one. It was, it was noisy in there. The acoustics weren't the best and, um, you know, the questioner was having to say it over about 12 rows of people. So not sure Frank heard that one all the way. Um, but you know they played on they play on turf in Indianapolis, right? I'm I'm, I'm trying to remember. Yes, that. I think they do. And so he's used to turf. I mean, all players, you know, former players. I mean, it's hard. I bet she prefers grass. But is that going to be Frank Reich's number one issue here? Uh, no, he'll listen to the players and you know maybe put in a put in a good word for them. But the collaboration and not a democracy thing honestly reminds me a lot of what Wilkes used to say. That he was he'd listened to him but ultimately it was going to be done his way and that's that's what Frank Reich is doing here he's fortunate to get a second chance this early you know it's only been what two months since he's been fired uh, but most NFL coaches don't get a third one so he needs to make this work
0: Scott Fowler of the Charlotte Observer joining us on Wes and Walker he joins us via the Bodyworks plus guest hotline you know what Scott as we talk about David Tepper, How much pressure do you think is on him regarding this hire? Because not only do you have the failure that was Matt rule as the head coach here in Carolina, but now Matt rule is filing an arbitration suit. And he did that just last week because he feels he's owed more money from Carolina. And we know David Tepper got testy yesterday when asking or when asked about Steve Wilkes not getting this job. And then he talked about diversity and it seemed very defensive from David Tepper, man. I mean, I'm just interested in what your thoughts are on him as an owner so far, and just how much pressure there is surrounding this specific hire with Frank Reich.
1: No, probably a lot of pressure. Uh, He's, you know, he had this opportunity once before uh, he fired the winningest coach in Panthers history guy he inherited in Ron Rivera uh, struck out with Matt rule. I think everyone would agree with that. And, and Dave Tepper saying yesterday that it's a mistake to have a CEO type coach as you referenced. So now here's another shot at it. I mean, they've had five straight losing seasons. Mm-hmm. I mean, gosh, Walker, this is bad news. So, um, got to fill the seats, you know, got to, got to have an interesting team. Uh, and I think he is feeling the pressure, uh, the questioning yesterday, he knew he was going to get some tough questions. So here, here's one thing I will say. Kudos to Dave Tepper for facing the music and taking some questions uh, because a lot of NFL owners don't. I mean, they just don't at all. It's just, it's just a black hole when you're trying to interview an NFL owner. So Tepper at least took not all the questions you'd want him to answer, but some. He did sound defensive on, as you mentioned, on a couple of different subjects. Uh, but I think that's all sort of what you say. I mean, I, I think the pressure over at Bank of America Stadium, I, I mean, they're all feeling it. five straight losing seasons will do that to you. Uh, and they've just got to win. They all know that bottom line. They just got to win. There's not a lot of margin for error. That kind of. They've used up the honeymoon and then some and got people mad at them. So they better win some games.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I did want to reference one of your paragraphs here in your column. You did say in his own press conference, Reich said it was conceivable for any NFL team to turn its fortunes around in a single year and that the Panthers would have a balanced offense. You know, Scott, how conceivable do you think it is for Carolina to be able to turn this thing around in a single year?
1: If, well... I think you can answer it with one word, quarterback. If they get the quarterback, if they get – I don't even mean a top-10 quarterback in the NFL. I just mean a top-half of the Mm -hmm. league quarterback. If they got that guy, the defense is pretty much ready to win right now. We've seen that off and on for a couple of years. Uh, But the offense has been so inconsistent. I mean, they had some great games under Wilkes, but they also – got pummeled a couple of times, and couldn't score against, against elite teams. So, you know, I was talking to uh, Walker and Wes, I was talking to Bill Polian the other day, and I really think he's one of the genius football minds of the last 40 or 50 years, and asked him that. And, of course, he said quarterback number one. That's what they got to have if they're going to turn it around. But he also mentioned a couple of specific points. Got to have a better second receiver. Got to get a dynamic running back again, which he doesn't think they had, even though you know Foreman and some of those guys had some pretty good games. But got to have a dynamic running back, good number two receiver, and a lot more production from the tight end. The offensive line is pretty much there, but those other skill positions are, are vacant or at least not good enough right now as well.
2: Scott, have you heard anything or any type of rumblings about what type of quarterback that – coach Reich would fancy
1: a little bit. Uh, I think he referenced it a little bit yesterday. Uh, he said the league is going to a movement type quarterback. I think is the way he said it. So I think, you know, he has, he was burned this year, honestly, West with Matt Ryan, who just absolutely ran out of gas at just the wrong time for Frank Reich. If Matt Ryan had been any good, Frank Reich wouldn't have even been available because Indianapolis would have won enough games and he, he'd probably still be there. But so I think the drop back, you know, the Tom Brady, Matt Ryan, uh, style, I don't think he, he, he does. And that's, it was Frank Reich style too, for the most part, he doesn't want that. He needs, uh, he needs the you know, somebody who can run. I mean, I bet you he'd love Bryce, you know, around young, but they won't, they won't be in position for that, but he needs most of the college quarterbacks these days run, and I, he's got to he's got to find somebody sort of like Jalen Hurts. I mean that's I think that's Mahomes is that's too high of a bar. But maybe you can find you know maybe you can get lucky and find the next Jalen Hurts. Who
2: knows? And what do you think, too, it's been reported that there have been conflicting thoughts among Reich and Tepper and the ownership group as far as defensive coordinator and Reich wants one guy or a couple of guys and then they like uh, certain guys like Marquand, Manuel, and things like that. Do you find it strange uh, a coaching staff, a head coach being dictated to what his staff will be or what are your thoughts and what have you heard about that?
1: Well, I don't know enough about it to say that that is what's happening. Uh, that they're, you know, I don't think you hire Frank Reich and then absolutely dictate what your, you know, who his coordinators are. That'd be, that'd be silly. Um, but one of the things they said was, hey, he came in with a second-level thinking he had all these guys kind of lined up with loose commitment. So I think if you believe in Frank Reich, you just, you just kind of let him fill the staff. I thought it was unusual that the Panthers interviewed some of these coordinators without knowing who the head coach would be. Um, made a little more sense, I thought, with Vic Fangio because he is—you're going to have to pay him so much. It's almost like you're paying a head coach. Uh, but of course, that didn't work out. And it would have been nice if it did, but it didn't. So, um, you know, the coaching stuff. Uh, I think bottom line is he's going to he's going to get some coaches that'll be fine. But all of that, you know best coaches in the world don't solve the fact if you if you can't can't have a guy who can thread the needle on 3rd and 10
0: All right, Scott, we, it's been a while since we've talked to you. We did talk to you about your last interview that you had with Roy Williams and in the season finale of sports legends, the interview process that you had with different Carolina legends here, you talked with Steph Curry, you asked him if there was a shot that he could possibly play for the Charlotte Hornets at the end of his career. I read the interview, Scott. He didn't officially say no. He did not shut the door on that. (laughs) What is the likelihood he comes back to play his final year or years here in Charlotte?
1: I, you know, I'm probably not great, but you're right. I mean, he's never going to shut that door. He, yeah, I know. he, lo- he loves this area. And, um, you know, it's, it's when he's 38 years old, which of course LeBron's about 38 now. So that's going to have some juice in the tank at 38. He's going to have some at 40. I mean, he may be like Vince Carter and play 20 years, um, you know, there's a chance. I don't think it's a great chance. I'm glad you mentioned Sports Legends, though, Walker. Thank you for that. Um, our our Season 2 begins next Friday uh, in print and next Tuesday, February 7th, so not very far away at all, uh, in the podcast and online form, and it will be with Greg Olson. So right before the Super Bowl, we have a extended interview with Greg Olson. Uh, he talks about, Tom Brady and what you know, why he thinks the panthers uh, really should have beaten Denver in the 2015 Super Bowl. A lot of other subjects. Really great stuff.
0: It's going to be great. Maybe we have you on again to talk a little bit more about that, especially with Greg well, Olson. Now the Tom Brady news that just came in today with him announcing his retirement. How does that affect Greg Olson with Fox? You can check that out again next Friday, Sports Legends of the Carolinas. And make sure you go check out his recent column on charlotteobserver.com about David Tepper, Frank Reich, the introductory press conference yesterday. Follow him on Twitter at Scott underscore Fowler. Scott, thank you so much. We
2: always appreciate the time. Thanks, Scott.
1: All right. Thanks, Walker and West. Love your show. Talk right. to you later.